My name is Molly McCartney. I'm an intuitive medium, the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Empower Your Wisdom, and the founder of the Empowered Wisdom School. This show was created for women who wish to trust their intuition so they can follow their higher calling and their bliss without fear, doubt, and disempowering relationships holding them back. If you're a spiritual woman with a business or career in any field and a higher calling you've been working towards, and you want to be featured on the show to inspire others with your story, go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show, and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host, Molly McCartney, and today our theme is Surrender, Savor, and Serve. I am talking to Chris Besh. She is the CEO and founder of Choose People and Spirited Leadership, and um, she has been on a journey of following her calling for a while, but this new calling that she's on is asking her to surrender, savor, and serve to an even deeper degree. We were just talking before we started the recording here that um, when we follow a calling, when it's from a higher place or somewhere deep within ourselves, not our minds, not the external world telling us what we should do or what we need to do for success, we we basically turn and say, spirit, you're the boss, God, you're the boss, higher power, whatever, whatever, what do you want me to do? And it does take that huge amount of surrender and learning to savor the process, come into alignment with it so you're enjoying it and so that you can serve at that higher level. So Chris has a lot to, to talk about uh, and, and share about that. So I'm excited to have her here today. Um, so welcome, Chris. How are you? Yeah, thank you for having me here. I'm doing wonderful. Excited to be here, be with you, be with your community. So thank you for the opportunity. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm looking forward to hearing about this because spiritual callings, um, a, a lot of people might think of them as, you know, doing spiritual coaching or spiritual healing or, you know, being a minister, you know, there's these certain kinds of ways. But in this, in today's world, we do need to bring these concepts into the leadership spaces, into, you know, the business world, the corporations. You know, if we don't change things from within those structures, that everyday ordinary structure, and I say ordinary with the utmost respect, but it's just like the everyday, you know, nine to five places. Um, it's just an idea that lives outside of that kind of reality most people are in. So I, I, I kind of feel like that's what you're all about. You're called to come in and make some major shifts in these kind of everyday spaces and bring that spiritual conversation in. So can you share what you do now with spirited leadership and, and how you're looking to help people uh, either follow their calling or bring that work into the, the companies that they're founding? Yeah, it's, it's, and I will share with you, we are actively in the, the discovery, the unfolding, the exploration of all that that is. And which I will tell you as someone who was very type A, very structured, um, allowing things to unfold has taken something. And we just launched, uh, and I, you know, depending on the timing of when you happen to hear this, but the spring equinox of 2023. And there's like an official unleashing into the world in June, in which we will have our first collective uh, coming together uh, to really, you know, anchor this work in. And, and as you said, there's a world where I think a lot of people have been doing a lot of deep personal work for a long time, you know, I think the pandemic made it even times 10, you know, there's a whole mm -hmm. world where people really started questioning 
you know, where they were putting their energy in their lives. And uh, there was, you know, there was an awareness that came to me last August uh, and it was very simple. And I could use the word download. There's always, I, I play with that a little bit where I'm like, well, it came into my awareness and, and I feel lucky in that. Um, but it's, you know, it's uh, like we can all be conduits of different work. And so anyways, just raised my hand when it came through and it basically came through as spirituality plus work. Mm. And being based off of the work I've been doing for over a decade around supporting organizations and having, you know, thriving workplace cultures and having emotional intimacy, this just felt like that next deeper level of like, what does it look like to truly allow people to bring their whole selves to work, like their whole, whole selves, including their spiritual essence. And again, to your point, their higher self, their source, their God, their like, however they, you know, would language it. And it feels, uh, you know, it feels bold. It feels, you know, back when I talked about emotional intimacy in the workplace in 2015, that felt like that was the edge then. And this feels like the edge now, even though, of course, the more I dig in, the more shoulders I see that I'm standing on, that this is not you know, this, this, this effort has been in play now for a while, but it's been kind of quiet. And I think it still is right. We haven't broken open the floodgates yet, you know, but like want to be one of the organizations who's helping to do that. And really the work, uh, but in terms of kind of like, what does the work look like that we're bringing it's supporting like in a collective of about 15 leaders, you know, people who have teams uh, to really look at how can they both take on, we have kind of 12 distinctions and 12 practices that go with those distinctions, you know, one for each month and inside of surrender, savor and serve. And so for example, something that I think many of us who are probably listening to this work, uh, you know, is, is that insourcing, right? You talk about listening to your intuition and that really, that um, what would it look like if there was a meeting at work and you're trying to make a decision and rather than, I mean, there's value in being pragmatic and looking at the pros and cons and resources and la la la, all the things. And it's also a value to pause and go in and say, does, does is this coherent? Does yeah. this resonate? Is, you know, and, and see what arises in that conversation. Like, yeah. Does it feel right? Not just yeah. like, does, does that sound like, yeah, that sounds like a good solution. <laughs> does it data, feel right? The data bears out and it's yeah. like, yeah, but like every bone in my body is like, I don't want to, or this is not where the energy is flowing or this is not. And so and, and there really is looking at, and again, there's different terms for this, but how do you take that divine masculine and divine feminine and intertwine it so that, right, there is the container, there is the structure, but there's also the flow. And because I think we, we've all been there, we've all experienced, at least I know I certainly have the extreme um, structure, if you will, mm -hmm. without the flow and the pressure and the forcing and whether that's forcing ourselves or forcing others or forcing outcomes. Yeah. And you know, the hustle and grind culture that so many of us have bought into and 
I will tell you the deconditioning of that for myself has been insane and I'm in it. <laughs> I believe it. Like I'm I doing the work of the work. I know, like, I know, I'm I know. Well, you'll be able to speak from a very authentic place uh, with it. And I certainly understand that too. I know uh, a couple of things came up while you were talking and I don't want to miss, but um, I remember when I left my corporate job and it was very much, you know, it was Fortune 500 company. It was, you know, insurance. So the financial kind of world and uh, very just, you know, here's the facts, here's the charts, here's the Excel documents, here's this. And very little of that emotional connection or intelligence was happening. It was very difficult to have that, even though a lot of nice people working together, it's like, we don't even really, we can't even feel each other. We have to be these kind of, uh, you know, robots or automatons. Um, and and it, so when I left, I found it interesting. I left to start um, spiritual coaching full time. I'd been doing it part time and knew that was what I needed to do. And they had, I think it was the week I left, they put up a, a big sign for, you know, this health initiative about mindfulness and meditation. And I was like, really? That's awesome. Like, it was just, you know, not that I like, oh, now I want to stay. But I was like, that's great that that's coming in. And yeah. that's not like a, a, a woo-woo term anymore. We're actually talking about it in terms of wellness and, and, and team wellness. Like, let's stop and let's, let's take a breath and let's really feel and, and speak from our, our truth here. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then when I quit, I went into that realizing for the first, I don't know, it might've been a year or more, like I was hustling and grinding myself as if there was this boss in my head or these numbers, you know, of course you need to meet your numbers in a business, but you know, it was just like, why am I constantly stressed? There's nobody over my head giving me, you know, a rating or anything. And I had to sit back and say, I can sit in this calm. I can let spirit lead. I can take a break when it feels like nothing's happening and go with those flows, those ebbs and flows. And uh, wow, what a different world it would be if big companies did that too, right? Yeah, yeah, we're individuals. I mean, because right, companies are just made up of a bunch of individuals, right? I would yeah. say conscious community, you know, brought together to fulfill on a shared purpose. And that conscious part though, and, and valuing that if someone says it doesn't feel right, that that holds as much weight as the data. Mm -hmm. It does. Yeah. I know I, I solved a lot of problems with my intuition that probably weren't approved by management. <laughs> I'm just going to do this workaround because this is what will work and get this done rather than fighting this system that doesn't work. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and it's like, okay, well, if we listen to that, even in the technical area, maybe there's solutions that would just actually get us to our goals a lot faster you know, it actually would improve the bottom line. Yeah, it's interesting because even thinking in the world of like strategic planning. So in the world of strategic planning, you're like, okay, this is the goal. This, these are the, you know, the milestones. These are the action items. Who's the champion of the action items, right? Like you got that. And, and again, there's room where structure is super helpful, provides mm -hmm. clarity, you know, expectations, Absolutely. like focus, all the things. And I'm, you know, another one of our distinctions is around following the breadcrumbs. Yeah. And there's a piece where if, and I've done this in my personal life too, where I'm so focused on the goal and by goodness, I'm going to get that goal and that goal, that goal, that goal. And there's these beautiful things that are opportunities that are arising that are like, that I don't even see. I'm not even present to, I don't take advantage of, you know, because I'm like focused here versus asking like, oh, is this actually more in alignment with what I'm up to in the world, like, like, 
So there's just, uh, and again, that's that surrendering. Cause I know for me, I was just, I was so driven and I got all the added girls for being so driven and never even really saw like, Oh, this is sourced by like anxiety and survival. Mm-hmm. Instead, I was like, Oh, I'm a badass, Right. Like, <laughs> I was like, you're such a badass. I'm like, thanks. You know, like, and it just, and, and I could so take it. Instead of being like, oh my gosh, like I don't even like live my life. Like I don't even taste it. I'm not even present to the juiciness of it. And and I, I'd also say inside of that like driven way of being that is so painfully common that right, those really beautiful, elegant solutions and creative ideas that can arise that can save hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of effort. <laughs> you know, um, there's no room for them. Like everyone's nervous systems are just a complete wreck. <laughs> We're all just trying to survive and make it to Friday and like, yeah, all of that jazz. And, um, I'm really excited to dig into this conversation because I've, I've had the pleasure of, of supporting organizations and creating thriving workplace cultures for years. And, and this is like, this is, as I like to say, it really is the next, it's the next frontier of the culture conversation. Absolutely. Because you can still have that sense of overwhelm and grind, even when there's like a sense of strong team cohesion and camaraderie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You feel more supported. You feel more supported. It's much more enjoyable, but there can still be that like and it, and the irony and and this is what I'm excited to see prove out and I know it's been proved out in other ways but it's it's the research that's not out there is like can you get the same or better outcomes exactly when people are not like right? in when, fight or flight yeah yes, <laughs> yes. What? what what do you mean yes yeah exactly what? well I I talk all about this in my book and my program you know the first thing we have to differentiate is our, our what's our ego and what is our spirit what is the essence mm-hmm. of us and what is the thought patterns and the fears that keep us stuck and and uh, long ago when I was entering into this work hearing the calling uh, to do it I I was like hey I'm really all about this intuition stuff I'm 100% you know this is this is what I'm here to do and I asked my guides why you know why why now what's happening why you know if this and this was back in the you know late 90s early 2000s and it wasn't a big conversation it's boom since 2012 but you know they told me basically there has been this kind of more logical leading and some may call it you know the patriarchal way it's more masculine which is more assertive right and that's if we want to neutralize it we're not throwing anybody under the bus but you know masculine is assertive let's get it done let's get the structure let's make it happen and because humanity has become so unhappy with that structure, our souls are calling out for this balance in this new way. So we have asked for this. And now that people are feeling the call to bring it into the workspace, to do coaching, to help support one another, to grow in this, and they said, you know, this will balance things out. It's like spirit taking one big step forward where logic, you know, maybe in the future we'll take another big step forward, but we've got to keep that balance or we just, we can't take new steps as a humanity. Well, and like logic is also divine. It is exactly. It's yeah. just there. But, but we've just been like out of yes, balance. Right? Exactly. And and I love what you're pointing to, like what is ego and what is essence. And I'm sure you've experienced this too, where like you're in the inquiry 
and you're checking in with your intuition and you get an answer and you're like, is that my ego? Like, <laughs> Did I make that up? <laughs> is that my ego or is that my essence? And we're like, sometimes it's hard to tease out, which is why it's so great to have someone like you who's like, all right, well, let's, cause it can, it can be hard sometimes to know because that those patterns that we have run deep. They run deep, 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 deep. And, um, you know, the ego again is also divine and not here to, you know, is, I know keeps mine, us, keeps us living <laughs> and wants to protect us and uh-huh. love us. And, you know, like, so yeah, 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 but it's, it's beautiful when you can, when you, when you do have that clarity of like, okay, this is, you know, fear-based. Yes. Fear-based. Exactly. Because a lot of our fears are, you know, kind of created in this, this way that if we really look at it, we're the top of the food chain. So fear and that instinct to survive was created so that we could protect ourselves from predators and, you know, things. And of course, people are still, there's still wars, there's still predators out there, you know, in human form. Um, But for the most part, if, you know, if we work to kind of minimize the the power that has within our nervous system and and be able to manage it instead of it taking us over i think that's where our our kind of spiritual evolution or our consciousness evolution kind of kicks off and it starts we start to see it for what it is as a collective right now it's a it's fringe conversations like take a look at this and and i love hearing doing this podcast to get to talk to all kinds of people doing this work but it's uh, and it's a lot more than I thought, a lot more popular than I than I thought when I first started. So I know that the change is happening, but it is about, you know, being conscious of which part of us is driving the bus. I think that's the the important part. Yeah, yeah. And the um, it's I love there is a collective shift, as you pointed to, that is happening. And again, my what I want to participate in with spirited leadership is supporting leaders in their own discovery of these practices for themselves and then taking it to their teams, again, in a way that is inclusive, um, you know, but that really, it just shifts, it shifts the whole energetic, it shifts the spirit of the organization. Absolutely. Absolutely. In a more loving way to be a more, you know, people will you get great retention of people love where oh, they work yes, and love the people yes. they work with. Yes. <laughs> Joyful so, and creative. Yep. Yeah. So what was your, I, I know your, your foundation for, you said the last decade at least was, um, you know, working with your other company, Choose People, which, you know, brought in more diversity and more conversations about inclusion and and maybe some other things I'm missing here, but what was your turning point to follow the calling of spirited leadership? Um, you know, kind of, I, it sounds like you've been in those worlds and saw the need for more and saw the need for this kind of opening these doors within, within the corporate world and companies. But, you know, this has not been the easiest, like, it's been an easy yes, as you surrendered to it, but it sounds like it's challenged you in some ways. So what was the turning point? You said, yes, I've got to make a go of this. Yeah, I think it's so interesting because choose people in the world of supporting organizations and creating great, you know, thriving workplace cultures has, you know, when, when I first started choose people, it was, you know, culture wasn't even really in the business vernacular, people weren't even using that language yet. And it was kind of edgy to talk about emotional intimacy um, and camaraderie and those sorts of things. And now this really feels like that next edge. And it's, I will tell you, Molly, in the world of like, you know, I could 
I've been very successful with choose people. Um, I get referred often. I, I love the work that I do there and I could just sit back and ride into the gold, <laughs> you know, and, and not face this other opportunity that landed on my plate. You know, it was literally, you know, I was doing some contemplative goodness one night, um, <laughs> back in August and it just like came down. It was like spirituality plus work. And I was like, oh my goodness. And and I I knew like that whole like an idea wants to come into the world. And like it wants it and like you can raise your hand to be that conduit, be part of that, you know, or or not. And they can find another conduit. And I'm sure this one is finding many, many, many different, right? Like I'm not like I'm the one, but like there's just a piece where I also know that it's for my own awakening, my own, right? Like in, in the world of like, we're here to be partners in our embodied awakening and liberation. Like, I'm like, okay, this is like, this is my next, this is, this is being given as an offering, not only to the people that I want to bring into this discovery and their teams, but I get that this is also my work. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I, I love uh, how you brought up the conduit uh, concept, because sometimes when we're called to do things, we get that pressure, like, either like, why me? Or if, if I don't do it, it's not going to happen. So there's this pressure and you're not sure if it's if you're really choosing it, you know, for yourself. And I think I've heard that from my guides as well, that we send out these ideas or we send out these callings and whoever picks it up, picks it up you know, and it, and it is a lot of times a network of people picking it up. So the collective consciousness can change or uh, healing can happen at a broader scale. So I think there's a nice, to me, a nice exhale we can have in that. Oh, it's not just us. Yeah, We're <laughs> part of something bigger. And it's, not, it's not like we're chosen or it's just like, we just like, we, we, we heard pick it. it up. We our hand. Yeah. We pick it. Yeah. 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 And <laughs> yeah, and sometimes you hear things and you're like, that would be brilliant. And that's not me. Like, yeah. You know, someone also picked that up and um yeah, really cool concept that I don't think we've talked about a lot on the show, but I think it's a really good one to to think about. Because if you you are allowed to say yes or no to those callings and those gifts that come to you. Mm -hmm. And if it's not in alignment, and that's the thing, it needs to be in alignment with the way that you're wired, with the 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 things that feel good to you, with you know, if say someone is called into mediumship, but they just it's just not something they want to do. It's like they have the gift; they can do other things with it or help friends and family heal. They don't have to go into it, you know, full time professionally. And, yeah. and the same with your i you know your download. It's like it felt like a yes to you, and so you you're now you're going all right. I'll surrender to it and see follow the breadcrumbs to get there. Yes, <laughs> and, yes. and it's a whole different kind of journey once you do that. It really is. And it, and again, it's interesting to watch myself try to have it look a certain way mm -hmm. and then like giving up like, oh, it doesn't like, for example, we have a gentleman stepping in who doesn't really have a team, a traditional team. He's got a law firm and he's shifting into generating, um, like he's really out to change how law is practiced and is step like he sees that through transformative mediation mm -hmm. and um and it's like yeah but you're out to have a collective impact though and so like that aligns with what we're up to and like letting go like oh it has to be this person who has 
this team and has that, or like, or even that, like everyone has to pay the same price or Mm -hmm. even that, like everyone, we have to have the same. I've had people be like, well, what word are you going to use? Are you going to use, you know, divine spirit, God, higher self? Like, and I'm like, yes, (laughs) yes. Like whatever works. (laughs) Well, it's like, it's, why would I limit the limitless? Like why there's, it's such a complex dynamic geometry. Why? I ever like and for each person like what resonates for you like it's just you know and I entertain that conversation for a while like oh what word do I need to use right and we get to question the questions we're asking ourselves inside of what conditioning is are the questions exactly I think you know with my, my work I do the same thing because you know if we get too pigeonholed in with the words and words are just you know speaking of ego, it's the ego's language that we can communicate with one another and and words have certain meanings and, you know, definitely have effects on the nervous system. And then there's all these different languages that have different words for the same things. And um, it just kind of, it depends on a lot of things. So we have to work with the words that work for the people that we're serving, you know, and it's like, we're all talking about, if we're talking about God, uh, higher source, even guides or, you know, universe, it's like, we all kind of know what that is. Like, who cares if it's a different word? I think there's a, there's, I don't know if it was ancient Hebrew or there's some religions that say the God that is spoken about is not the true God at all, because Mm -hmm. we really can't put that into words. It's Mm -hmm. just, it's a beingness and a feeling and that essence again. So I think uh, I go with that as well. I like that. I think for all of us who have had, I mean, we've all had those moments, right? Where we feel like we're communing with whatever that is. And it, it is ineffable like it is just like word like you just can't it's like you're like it's nectar it's like you're like <laughs> exactly. oh it's gold and it's you know like you can't yes. like it's so yeah words yeah, don't yeah. do it justice I love it oh. Well, so you mentioned, and this happens to a lot of us, myself included, I will, I'm, I'm completely transparent about that. Uh, in following callings like this, and, and we do want to surrender, savor and serve, but yet we do have that challenge of going back and like, if we need this to be successful, we got to hustle and grind a little bit. And, and maybe that's true sometimes, but it's just not sustainable. Um, you mentioned there is a little bit of a challenge for you following the breadcrumbs, uh, remembering that the work is not for you. Um, it's not about you, I guess, is, is what you said. So can yeah. you share about how that affects you on a daily basis as you're you're kind of planting these seeds and nurturing this new work to come into the world? Yeah, I can tell you there was a world where, so for example, we have, we have 15 um, we're inviting, you know, 15 people to support us in unleashing this into the world for June. And my old style, which, you know, all you make a hundred phone calls, a hundred LinkedIn's, you send out the emails, you do that, like, and like chip chop, follow, track it, all the things. And I kept really being like, that doesn't resonate. I don't want to do that, but I don't, I don't know how else to do it. <laughs> like, er, and um, my partners in this work, there's three of us, three, the other two women are just extraordinary. And we were all kind of grappling with that. Like, how do we do this in a way that, or you have aligned action that is true to your essence, but like, 
there's also this sense of like, but we should be tracking it. And just, it just has been this dance where like the other, um, so we, so we came up, one of our solutions is like, okay, we'll each take seven aligned actions per week and we'll track it because for one person that, that really provided something. And so, um, and then like, I noticed the day that I like took a bunch of actions, it, I felt really discombobulated at the end of the day. I felt drained. It wasn't life giving. And it's because it wasn't from a pure self-expression of just like, oh my gosh, oh, I just thought of so-and-so. They'd be perfect. I'm going to give them a call and like, then just have a conversation for discovery and just, you know, or, and, and even we shifted and this took some outside help. This was a fourth person who like was able to reflect this for us, but rather than like going out and say, who wants to be a part of this? Instead saying like, who do we want? to have be a part of this like who who do we want there to help us unleash this into the world and anchor it in you know who who has the signature of this essence that we're up to creating and is is willing to go there with us and which is a very different it's a very different much more empowering way to play mm -hmm. um and so it's just and and even the three of us got to work together in person. So we live in different places. And, you know, if, if, if given the reins, I will, you know, have a schedule from seven in the morning till seven at night, because there's, because we're together and there's so much to talk about. And there's so much to do. I'm so excited, you know? And, um, and like, that for my partners, like that doesn't necessarily work for them. And there was a world where like, you know, we'd get like a couple of hours of work, but done. And there was, it was complete. Like the work was, and like, there's 12 distinctions. We got through three of them. And normally I would drive to get through all 12, mm -hmm. but it was like, no, we actually have what we need as a threesome to be aligned and move forward and have the understanding of how we're going to work with these Mm -hmm. that it doesn't have to be like all, all the boxes don't need to be checked at first. You don't even need any boxes, but like, so it's just, it really is like doing the work of the work of the discovery of what it is that we're sharing, you know, and it just is very confronting and very <laughs> uncomfortable and very like, but wait, aren't we supposed to work harder? Like, aren't we supposed to, okay, so we're going to meditate and call people in. Yep. Okay. I, I that and then like afterwards, I was like, "Oh wow, that really, that felt really right." Yep. yep. You know. And so, and then there's trusting and surrendering mm -hmm. that whoever's supposed to be there will be there. That's right. Yeah. You know, and um, but it's like my old way of being, my conditioning, all of it. Um you know, the whole, like, don't lean when you can clean, you know, all that, like it just, uh, to keep like there's friction there. Yeah. Yeah. To keep coming up against that and to not, um, not fall into that trap that, mm -hmm. that cause it's comfortable. It's, it's icky, but it's, it's, it's icky, but it's comfortable. Well, yeah. I drew a, a few cards for you. If you don't mind me sharing that now. I love them. 
this was a surprise whoever's listening I was like oh my gosh I'm so excited I didn't know this was even gonna be part of it such a gift thank yeah, you you're very welcome well it's it's funny you're edging on something I was going to say with the cards but um I just want to throw that out there with the ickiness but yet it's comfortable and that's that's our instinct so our instinct to survive will get itself wrapped up in icky patterns and it's like but i know this pattern and that is that perpetual stress pattern it's like an echo in our system like we're used to this when we're starting something it should feel like this so why doesn't it feel like that but when you try to reprogram it um from your conscious your conscious decision and and core choice it it feels off and it feels like well we're not safe if we're not in this danger zone which is very strange but it's the way that we're wired so it is about being able to have the tools to relax that part of you to to know that you're safe no matter what happens sometimes you have to use that intellect or that logic to then give it some outs like okay we'll give it six months or a year and this is what happens if it doesn't work so just stop stop freaking out <laughs> here's the plan and we're gonna do again that more feminine receptive surrender stuff inside of that the other thing that came up as you were talking is making sure that you're using um drinking your own kool-aid so to speak so when you get uh, all um kind of in that hustle and, and grind echo um and i do think if you think of it as an echo it's going to help you a lot um mm -hmm. say okay what would i guide someone else to do in this case and as we use the distinctions like, let's see what actually happens. Let's do our own experiment and see how this works for us. So then we have those success stories to tell because you are learning, um, you are learning the landscape of um, how, how the higher self and the upper world works in tandem with the subconscious world. And it's just a matter of starting to see through the illusions of, you know, those day-to-day -day things where like, when we have the proof, we feel confident or when we have the win, all right, this is working. And, and all of that, you know, really, especially when you're creating something new and it's not going to be like boom, 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 every day you're getting that paycheck or that, that result, it is a, it's a leap of faith all the time. So how do you stay in that calm Zen zone without those, those bits of proof? Um, so you're, you're nodding your head. So, um, so that's kind of where things are at for you spiritually. And you are following your intuition with this, with, with the mindset of, of the huntress. So you, you're aiming, you're really great at setting your intentions. Mm -hmm. And when your intuition is now locked in, it's, it's adding a superpower and turbo <laughs> juice to your, uh, to your, into your intention setting uh, skills, but the ego is what needs to get out of the way. It is the, the overthinker. It is the the essential planner, the one that's like on point with everything because you can't see the beauty of this while you're feeling like stuck, like something's just happening to you. So can you share a little bit about how that shows up for you or maybe the most recent time it showed up? Yeah, well, I just, first off the overthinker, that just resonates the, and I appreciate also the echo like knowing that's not the sourced sound. Yeah. I think there's something there. Uh, and also like, how would I, if someone else is feeling the way I'm feeling in those moments, how would I guide them or source them or create that container? You know, what, what might be the question that would occur to me? Mm -hmm. um, also, the other thing you said that really resonates is like that, um, and I can feel it in my body, right? This work, of course, also has embodiment aspects um, where there's like a stuckness, right? When there's like, 
and uh, the like feeling safe in the danger zone is hilarious. Like, <laughs> wow, wow! I'm like, uh -huh. oh, I gotta unpack that one because you know, like I'm, I got all, you know, and we all have our own ways of how we get this conditioning of our trauma and how we respond and all the things. Yeah. Um, so that all really resonates. Um, Sorry, I just had to reflect all that. I, I don't think I'm answering your question. No, you totally are. And and okay. I've just got one one last thing to share about it is, is that there is a piece about sharing this vision on a broad scale in a way that you're proud. And um, and there's actually, uh, I, I glanced at your websites. And so, and this is not a, 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 a what's it called? <laughs> Critique of your websites at all. It was purely energetic. Yeah. I was like, you know, oh, choose people. That's amazing. Like, I love that. And then the, the spirit of leadership, I was like, Ooh, but it felt quiet. It felt like kind mm. of like a whisper. Mm. And I feel that the more that you're able to like really boldly state it yeah. and like, we're here to, to make some big changes and, and you're going to need some energetic protection and clearing to do that because there is a little bit of fear of persecution or not being understood. Um, but when you get really complete, like, all right, I'm committed to this and this is who I am now like you know this is what I kind of stand for in the world it won't be you won't feel the need to just like oh well some people will get it and some people won't it's like mm. you know you're just standing out being like unapologetic about it you know yes yes, yes. I want to like you all some of you are only listening so I'm snapping I'm the like, snaps oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh ooh, ooh. yeah and uh it's so funny you mentioned the persecution because when it came in, there was something about part of part of my work in bringing this, like being a conduit for it is to be with people's disapproval mm -hmm. and, and not, and like, it doesn't matter because it's not about me. Like, okay, like you don't, you, you think that's a, that's a goofy idea or whatever your opinion judgment is and just be like, okay, like, and not, and not really not care. And just be like, I know this is what's needed in the world. I want to bring it to the world. Like we want to bring it to the world. It's um, so that actually really resonates too. like letting go of that fear of persecution, which probably, right. Like there's probably some past life, something, something. Probably sometimes yeah. this life, but usually if it's in this life, it's been in the past also until we break it and break the karma and say, all right, we're conscious of where that comes from now. And like you said, there's a thought like, oh yeah, if other people think that big deal, but then when we still feel it, it's like, that's when we still need to break it open and, and do some healing work and kind of excavate a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so rich. Thank you. Thank, thank You're you. so welcome. That was a joyful, joyful um, uh, doorway to, to give, give that gift. So thank you so much. So, and thanks for sharing everything today. It's been a very rich conversation. I know the listeners are going to love it. Um, where can they find more about um, spirited leadership and perhaps choose people too, if they'd like? Yeah. So real simply um, at spiritedleadership.us or us. And then choose people is literally choosepeople.com. And that's probably the best way to roll. Uh, I don't, I'll be honest, I don't play a lot on social media, but if you want to reach out to me on LinkedIn, I do respond there. So yeah, just reach awesome. out. We'd love to hear from you. And that's Chris Bosch, uh, or Besh, so sorry. Um, yep. You'll see her name on the title, but it's B-O-E-S-C-H. 
So, all right. Thanks, Chris, again for being here. This has been amazing to meet you and talk to you today. Thank you, Molly. You're welcome. And thanks, guys, for listening. We'll catch you next time. Hey there. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, make sure you subscribe for daily interview content. And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one, grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, if you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to empoweredwisdomshow.com. Three, listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour, for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.